Welcome to How We Did It, a podcast dedicated to dentists teaching dentists. This podcast is powered by ESS Dental Solutions, the nation's leading platform for outsourced dental billing and other services. All of the guests are winners of ESS Top Practice Award, who share their experiences, best practices, and what sets them apart in their communities. Their opinions and recommendations are their own, and you should consult with your own professional advisors with respect to your own practice. Welcome everyone to today's episode of How We Did It, our podcast dedicated to dentists teaching dentists, featuring our top practice award winners. Today, I am joined by Dr. Alex Wynn of Surprise Oral and Implant Surgery. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So to start off, I would love to learn a little bit more about you and your practice and what your journey in the dental industry has looked like. Uh, sure. Where do you want to start? You tell me wherever you want to start. Uh, so the dental journey, uh, I, that started when I was around 17. Um, I was in high school, didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I took a, we used to have the ROP. I don't know if they still have that in California, but I got, ended up getting my dental x-ray license when I was 17. And then I started working as a dental assistant, basically. Um, and I did that well, through college and everything, too. And uh, I figured, hey, might as well go to dental school if I know how to do this stuff, right? So uh, I applied to dental school, got into the dental school, and went to USC. Um, and then I fell in love with oral surgery. Uh, and then I did a four-year oral and maxillofacial surgery residency at the Carl Foundation Hospital, which is in uh, Champaign, Illinois, south of Chicago. Nice. Yeah. And uh, since then, uh, I got out of residency. I ended up uh, leaving California and moving to Arizona. I practiced and worked for a few people here and there for a couple of years. And then I uh, decided I was ready to go on, on my own. So I uh, acquired a practice in Surprise, Arizona, hence the name Surprise. And uh, I've been the owner of that practice for the last four and a half years now. Nice. That is quite the journey. That's awesome that it started off so young for you and you got that experience while you were able to make the decision that you wanted to become a dentist. Yeah. Um, it's just, honestly, it was just look at the draw, just figure out, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And I had an aunt that was a dentist and she said, Hey, why don't you just see if you like this? So I just took her, you know, it was free. So, uh, I, I just went there at nights after school and my x-ray license and you know it was, it was fun so it's something something to do in high school you know less less trouble to get in i guess yes that's awesome so can you tell me a little bit more about your practice um what does your community involvement look like and how do you differentiate yourself from other practices that may also be in your community sure so um my practice is a full scope oral and facial surgery practice so what that means is um, we do everything from what we call dental alveolar surgery, which is going to be a lot of wisdom teeth, uh, extractions, bone grafting. Uh, we do a lot of implants in this office, uh, and that can range anywhere from single missing teeth to uh, full arch teeth in a day implants on the top and bottom, uh, as well as advanced implant stuff like zygomatic implants, transnasal and pterygoid implants, which I'm also an instructor in. 
Um, so that involves the majority of this prep, this practice. Um, and I also have hospital privileging at multiple uh, hospital centers in the area. Um, so right now I'm credentialed with Banner and then I have a uh, Thunderbird and Bannerdale web. And then prior to that, I was working at Honor Health in Scottsdale. So, uh, so I still do some hospital stuff once in a while, not as much anymore. I spend most of the time in the office since we're pretty busy. So okay. that's what the practice is. Um, what was the other question? I'm sorry. How do you differentiate your practice from maybe some other practices in your community? Yeah, so, um, you know, a lot of implants are being done in other offices. Um, we are a specialty office, so this is kind of all we do. Um, so I like to call myself the foundation guy. Uh, <laughs> so I deal with everything below the tooth, right? And um, we do a lot of it, and I think we do a pretty good job. Uh, Differentiation-wise, you know, not only are we a specialty office, but also do difficult cases. Um, so, you know, the whole teeth in a day thing is becoming more popular these days. And uh, I do a lot of redo cases and also a lot of uh, cases with very little bone or previous failures. And that actually is becoming more and more common in my practice these days. Um, and because of the hospital residency and um, the additional training after dental school, we do end up also treating very medically compromised patients. So we're able to treat them in the office or in the hospital if we have to as well. So um, that, and because we also do our own anesthesia, so the majority of the time we're also seeing a lot of, uh, you know, just fear, ex dental anxiety type patients, patients that had some negative uh, experiences in the past and they'd rather go to sleep for their oral surgery, which is pretty common. So we're able to do that through various means of either IV sedation or even just hiring an anesthesiologist to come. Awesome. Wow. I love that you call yourself the foundation guy. Yeah. <laughs> a great yeah. way to set yourself apart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's the best way to do it because a lot of people will, you know, a actually ask us, like, do we do the crowns and all this other stuff? And, you know, we, we can supply the, the teeth in a day bridge and everything. But when it comes to like the, the crowns and things like that, we you know we just prefer for them to work with their dentist of their choice, and sure. uh, we just give them a nice foundation for a nice tooth. And uh, I haven't done a crown in over you know ten years probably by now, so I'm probably not the guy to do that these days. But uh, we definitely can do a good job so that they have the foundation for it. So. Sure, that's awesome. So we have come together today through eAssist, and eAssist is honoring your practice as a top practice. Within the sphere of dentistry, what would you say a top practice means to you? Yeah, I think the top practice has multiple aspects that you have to think about. Um, the, the key is, is always going to be high-quality patient care. Um, that is always going to be number one. Um, if you are doing really high quality work with really good outcomes, that's always going to be the, the priority. Um, the next part of it is just the patient experience part. So, you know, we have a very good atmosphere in this office. Um, you know, oral surgery is not exactly what people want. To, uh, no one wants to see me, right? Like nobody steps out of their dental office and, or their dentist's office and says like, hey, I, I need to go see this oral surgeon. No one's jumping for joy to come here. So yeah. we try to keep a really good environment. Um, I have a really good, you know, front and back staff. And I think they allow the patient to have a really good experience coming in and then, 
uh, again, with good outcomes and everything, I feel like that combination can lead to a really good practice. Uh, and then just having the right team around you and then just being able to also utilize the space that you have and the team that you have to make sure that they're they're utilizing their time efficiently. So where ESS came in for us was um, I would rather my staff be on the phone with the patient than the insurance company. So we're, that's been really helpful for us because then it keeps our phone lines open to actually utilize patient care versus us being on the phone with the insurance company. So the goal should be for us to be treating patients, not being on the phone with the insurance companies, right? Yes, I love that. You actually took my next question, um, oh. talking about e-assist and how we help the practice on the back end. Um, I guess, can you expand a little bit on what initially brought you to e-assist and how has having e-assist impacted your practice? I know you touched on it a bit, but maybe talk about sure. why you initially came to us. Yeah, so I first heard about e-assist through a colleague who was a former classmate of mine. He is in a fee-for-service dental office in uh, San Diego in California, but he's uh, he's a solo practitioner and, you know, he had, in California, the real estate tends to be kind of smaller, uh, especially for a smaller office. So he had to utilize a small group of people and also try to deliver that high level of patient care. So um, he he third partied a lot of um, services, uh, I believe some of them through eAssist. And so he gave me that name and uh, we, we kind of looked you guys up, we gave him a call, we tried it out and it's been great. Um, once we implemented how we like to do our insurance verifications and the, I know like we're a little bit different than general dentistry. so the coding and like the medical stuff that we have to go through was actually maybe only took a couple weeks, I'd say, to maybe a month to really get it in a good flow. But it, since then, it's really saved us a lot of phone time um, that we can just concentrate because we are pretty busy. So um, and we get a lot of phone calls and, you know, you don't want those phone calls being backed up if you're trying to stay busy. So um, it's been really good to free up my staff on the phone line so that, you know, you guys take care of that part and then remotely, and then we can just concentrate on patient care when it comes to insurance verification. That means, yeah. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing. It's always good to hear about how we're able to take a load off the practice so you can focus on what matters most, which is the patients. Correct. Yep. Awesome. So this brings us to my last question, which I'm excited to hear your response, um, especially we get a lot of general dentists on here. So I'm not sure if your answer may look a little bit different. Um, but being a provider that has an established office, if you were talking to a new provider who was just coming out of dental school and pondering the question of where do I go from here, what would be your advice? That's a loaded question. <laughs> so I, there, because there's so many people that are different in what they like, and um, if you're a general dentist, you can kind of almost pick your route and you can you know do a lot of ce's to do certain aspects of the different specialties as well mm -hmm. so i think the the key thing is to have a vision of how you want to practice and sometimes that means you just have to do something in practice and you know i would say get as much experience as you can learn as many 
procedures that you're willing to do um, and just be a sponge. Um, while you're being a sponge learning the clinical portion, you also need to be a sponge and learn how to run a practice, especially if you plan on going out on your own. Mm -hmm. Running your own business and practice and managing people is a very different thing than showing up to work and clocking in and out and just do it and you know doing the work. Um, so the advantage of working for other people is you can see what you like and don't like about how they manage things um, and then go from there. I would also say learn how to manage people and deal with people. So a lot of what we do is a, is a service, right? So you have to be able to relay the importance of treatment to patients and every patient is going to be different how they receive that. Um, but it's the same thing when you run a practice, you also have to be able to see how other people work and function and tick so that you can work with them and they can output the best work that they can do for the practice. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot to learn when you first come out and uh, the learning curve can be kind of steep, but you kind of have to stick with it. Um, money comes. Um, what I would definitely recommend is dental school is expensive. I went to USC. It's the most expensive dental school in the country. But um, you have to control your spending uh, and use that money to spend on learning. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of CEs available these days, and you just need to prioritize your learning and betterment of your, you know, your skills so that you can then actually create a better niche for yourself and maybe make some you know uh be able to see the 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 what's the right word for it you'll see your investment from dental school come back sooner if you uh control your spending and invest in yourself and that said a lot of people see surgery courses and the only thing i have to say about that is you know i fully support it just know your limitations and Build, relate, build relationships with people that know what they're doing so, so they can help you. That's awesome. That's really great practical advice that I think will resonate with our audience well. So thank you for sharing that. Awesome. Well, that concludes our podcast episode for today. Thank you so much for joining me. I really enjoyed our conversation and congratulations on the Top Practice Award. Thank you so much. This podcast is sponsored by eAssist Dental Solutions, a platform dedicated to helping dentists get paid faster and get paid more. Dental insurance billing services provided through the eAssist platform can relieve your dental insurance headaches, get your over 90 insurance receivables near zero, and help you collect 100% of what you are rightfully owed by insurance companies. To learn more about how the eAssist platform can help your practice or to schedule a free consultation, please visit dentalbilling.com.